0: Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Enrolling in Medicare can be challenging and complicated for those approaching retirement age. InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco spoke to a top Medicare expert for the facts you need to know. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Martha Klopin, who hosts her own nationally syndicated radio show called Medicare Moment with Martha. So, Martha, let's start by having you briefly identify the four main parts of Medicare.
1: Sure. The four main parts of Medicare, we start with Medicare Part A, as in Apple, that's for hospital and hospital-related services. Then Medicare Part B, as in Bravo, which takes care of visits to the doctor, lab work, things like that. And then there's Part D, for drugs, that's how you pick up your medications from a pharmacy. And then Part C is a type of Medicare arrangement that wraps in your Medicare Part A, B and D to give you a comprehensive Medicare Advantage plan. And within the last year
0: or so, have there been any major changes we should know about? The biggest
1: major change over the last year is how people pick up their Medicare part A and B, and also Medicare plans, due to the pandemic, the social security offices were closed and you could only do business with social security over the phone. Also, a lot of the health insurance companies no longer were offering workshops, in-person workshops. So a lot of people who do not like doing everything online, actually they were forced to do everything by phone and by computer. So it's really important to make sure you know how to find legitimate resources and not some of the scam sites that kind of took advantage of the pandemic.
0: What are some of the biggest misconceptions about Medicare?
1: One of the biggest misconceptions is that you can only enroll during the fall enrollment period. People qualify for Medicare throughout the year. It's based on your birthday. It's based on when you might lose employer coverage. And for folks who have disabilities, they may qualify at any time. So the biggest misconception is when to enroll and how to enroll. So when should people sign up for Medicare, and how's that done? Well, it depends on the situation. I always tell people there's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to Medicare. So if you are aging into Medicare at the age of 65 and you no longer will have employer coverage under your own work or as a dependent spouse, then you need to start that process at least three months before your 65th birthday. For those who are beyond age 65 and they have had employer coverage and maybe delayed picking up their Medicare and Medicare option their enrollment period depends on when they will lose their employer coverage. So this is not something that people should just assume. They know you have to do the research and figure out which enrollment period applies to your specific situation. And
0: they do have penalties, I understand, for not signing up on time. Walk us through that. How much
1: can those penalties be? Yeah, the penalties, if you do not sign up for Medicare when you should, for those who miss the enrollment period for the Medicare Part B as in Bravo, that is a 10% penalty for every year that you should have enrolled and you did not. Under the Medicare Part D, there's also a late enrollment penalty, and that is about 30 cents for every month that you missed that Medicare Part D sign-up period, and that will be added to your premium. And it's for life. So a lot of people are not aware that you need to know what you're doing when it comes to Medicare, because you can incur gaps in coverage and also these late enrollment penalties.
0: We're visiting with Martha Klopin, a renowned expert on Medicare. Martha, You mentioned before people having health insurance for life through an employer or labor union that may end, but let's flip the script. Does signing up with Medicare invalidate their job-related health insurance if they have it for life? Or can
1: they have both? Right. That's an excellent question. And that's where there's also a lot of confusion because people think they have to sign up for additional programs. But if they have retiree coverage for life, they would work directly with their former employer to take advantage of the options open to them. But some people still need to enroll for Medicare, even if they have an employer plan if that's their case, Medicare will coordinate with the employer plan. But sometimes Medicare is first and the employer plan is second. So once again, if you're not sure, it can cause some problems and misunderstandings that can result in a lot of frustration. And even a lot of folks think that their doctors' offices will know everything about Medicare and how it coordinates with employer plans, but they don't always know. So it's very important to reach out to your resources group within that former employer, and of course, whatever insurance plan you have through your union. And you mentioned those who are still working well
0: past age 65. Should those people still sign up for Medicare, perhaps
1: eventually? The wrinkle with that particular situation is if you work for a company with less than 20 people, and you're not under what's called a multi-employer plan, which who's heard of that? If you're one of those folks that you work for a company with less than 20, even if the employer will continue to provide health insurance to you, you are required to sign up for your Medicare Part A and your Medicare Part B, and that will coordinate with your employer plan. Medicare will pay first, and the employer plan, if there's less than 20 employees, will pay second. So I've had situations where people did not sign up for Medicare A and B at 65, because they had an employer plan and they end up in the hospital, they need, you know, some kind of therapy covered under Part B, and they are shocked to find out that even though they have employer coverage, Medicare sits on top. So if you did not pick up your Medicare Part B, then you will be paying 100% out of pocket, and your employer plan is not responsible for paying at all. Sounds
0: like a lot to know. So, Does the average person need an advisor or expert
1: to help them choose plans, or can they do this on their own? I would say the average person definitely needs some guidance, but the issue with that is the guidance is not easy to find. There are plenty of people who are willing to sell you a plan and explain the benefits of the plan, but there's not a lot of one-on-one individual support to find out what your specific situation is so you can be guided appropriately in terms of enrollment periods and what you need to do with Social Security before it's time to pick a plan.
0: And it seems that the biggest decision is whether to sign up for the so-called original Medicare, that is the Parts A and B, or the Medicare Advantage Plan, which you referenced before as Part C. Your advice on how we should make the decision?
1: Yes, it's very important for people to understand you cannot enroll in a Medicare Advantage Part C plan if you do not have Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. So original Medicare is required in order to pick up a Part C plan. And the reason for that is when you pick up a Part C or Medicare Advantage plan, Medicare no longer will be responsible for processing the claims. The Medicare Advantage or Part C plan will do that. So Medicare actually pays the Medicare Advantage sponsor to have you as a member. So if you do not have Medicare Part A and Part B, Medicare will not be paying that health plan sponsor for Medicare Advantage. So it is actually a requirement if you want to pick up an additional option to work alongside of your Medicare and lower costs, you are required to pick up Medicare Part A and B, and you must continue Medicare Part A and B, in order to have a Part C Medicare Advantage plan. And I'm sure there
0: are things that Medicare does not cover. What are those these days?
1: Medicare does not cover routine dental cleanings, extractions, root canal, and no restorative work. And a lot of people don't realize you'll need to pick up additional coverage if you want dental insurance. Sometimes the Medicare Advantage plans will allow you to pick it up through them, but that's at an extra cost. Also, vision benefits. Vision is covered that's medically necessary, but a lot of people are surprised to find out that Original Medicare does not cover routine vision checks and Original Medicare does not give you credit towards eyeglasses or contact lenses. So what is
0: Medigap? Is that the thing that comes in and saves the day?
1: (laughs) Medigap is another type of Medicare option that you can choose. You cannot have a Medicare Advantage Part C and a Medicare Supplement or Medigap plan going on at the same time. But the nice thing about the Medigap program is for people who want Medicare to continue to take care of the claims, and then they want an insurance plan that picks up the gaps, covers the gaps, that's when you want to use your Medigap program. Medigaps do not come with prescription drug coverage, so you'll need to pick up a separate standalone Part D drug plan to go alongside of your Medigap or Medicare supplement plan. But those work for people who are willing to pay a monthly premium in addition to their Medicare Part B to the government to have All of the gaps filled in with the exception of generally a small annual deductible each year, which in 2022 is $233. That's the minimum or deductible you have to meet for the Medigap Plan G as in girl. But very, very important. People understand that Medigap and Medicare Advantage Part C are two separate and distinct programs, and you cannot have both at the same time. And if you
0: sign up for the original Medicare, that is the parts A and B... Can you stay with your
1: family doctor? Well, if your family doctor takes Medicare, (laughs) then generally that won't be a problem. But I have encountered people who have a doctor and has had a doctor for some time that for some reason doesn't take Medicare. So you always want to make sure that any doctors you plan to use, once you're leaving your employer plan and moving on to Medicare, you do need to check to make sure that doctor takes Medicare. And finally, does Medicare
0: cover long-term patient care, or if not, what's the best way to get coverage for that?
1: When it comes to long-term care and what we also call activities of daily living, that is generally not covered by your Medicare plan. Medicare is intended for medically necessary Medicare-approved services, so when you need activities of daily living, you need long-term care services, that would be best served if you've picked up a long-term insurance plan. And for those who have not, that will be an expense that you'll be paying 100% out of pocket. And again, it's to cover services that are activities of daily living. Like if you need help getting in and out of bed, you need somebody to make your meals or you're bedridden and you need somebody to sort of do everything. That's not considered medically necessary. So that would not be covered under your Medicare plan. That would be out of pocket or through long-term care. But I will say that Congress is looking at adding those kinds of benefits down the road because people are living longer and they're recognizing that you don't want a Medicare beneficiary to fall and have something more serious if you can maybe provide some coverage for those activities of daily living. So that is on the horizon to cover those services, but right now they would be covered 100% out of pocket or through a long-term care policy.
0: All great information. Martha Klopin, Medicare expert, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina
1: Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.